Hi everyone, welcome to Parshas Yisrael. The Jewish people have finally left Egypt, crossed the sea, and have made their way to the Sinai Desert in preparation for receiving the Torah. From now on, the Torah takes on a different dimension. The Jewish people have now taken on their true identity as people of the book. Now, we compare our relationship between us and Hashem as if a man to a, a wife, the pinnacle of a love story, the story of a relationship. Now, it's interesting because the Torah has been observed from the beginning of the world. As we explained last week, Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world, which means the Torah's existence preceded the world. And we know that our Avot, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and our matriarchs, they kept the Torah, they observed the Torah. And the first mitzvah has already been given. We spoke about it. The first mitzvah. And the Jewish people are already keeping Shabbat because they received that mitzvah in Mara. So what is so significant about the Jewish people getting the Torah? This event in 2448 essentially is our identity. And it's the first time the Jewish people spoke to us. But why now? What did Matan Torah give us? What did this event actually, how did it change us? So today I put together a little source sheet, which essentially explores these two dimensions that really happened at Matan Torah, which is the beginning of our relationship with Hashem, founded on the concepts of fundamental Jewish concepts of love and fear. We know that there are six really, really foundational mitzvah, and two of those mitzvah, the mitzvah that we are all commanded, is the mitzvah of loving Hashem and fearing Hashem. And sometimes some of these ideas are misconstrued. And I, these questions come up all the time. What does it mean to love Hashem? When we think of love, we often think of love songs and movies and the way in which it's portrayed love in the media and Western culture. So sometimes the word love, it feels awkward to use the word love that is so often used in a complete different context and to borrow that term, it seems like, for our relationship with Hashem. The truth is, it's the complete opposite. Love is, where does it originate from? Our, Hashem's relationship with us. When Hashem decided to create us, Hashem created us out of His love for us. Not because He needed us, but because Hashem wanted to actually create a relationship. That is why the emotion of love is so powerful and so poignant, poignant not because the fact that it started in movies, but rather because it started with Hashem wanting to create a relationship with the world. The second concept that's so often misunderstood is the concept of fear. We look at fear often like Hashem is this man on the sky sitting on this scary chair and we have to fear Hashem just like you fear your boss or you fear um, your principal or fear someone in your life that you are honestly genuinely scared of doing something wrong. And this week's Parsha, actually the foundation of our identity as Jewish people, speaks about two of these really, really important concepts and reframes it for us and shows us what does it actually mean to love and fear Hashem. So in this week's Parsha, just before the Jewish people actually come to, the, come to receiving the Torah, there's a Pasuk. And the Pasuk says that, after the three days of preparation, where they separated from their partners, when they, when they, when they actually um, 
kasha their pots, and that's the reason why on Shavuot we eat chalavi, we eat dairy. There's a pasuk that says, It was on third day. All of a sudden, the the huge um, fireworks show sort of begins with thunderclaps and lightning flashes. And all of a sudden, we hear the shofar blowing. The mutton Torah has begun. And everyone is fearful. Everyone is in awe of what is going on. And then we have a pasuk. Perik your test, pasuk your zayin. And they stood under the mountain. Now, if you look at it at face value, it basically means they were at the bottom of the mountain. But the Gemara in Shabbos 88a explains that what does it mean that they stood under the mountain? And the Gemara brings a really, really, really strange medrash. And the medrash goes on as follows. They stood under the mountain. That Hashem took the mountain, flipped it over like a vat, like a tub, and put it literally physically on top of them. For Amr Lahem and said to them, If you receive the Torah, it's good for you. In love, and if you don't, this will be your grave. So, what do they respond? He says, What does that mean? That when the Jewish people got the Torah at Sinai, it wasn't from their own violation. It wasn't from a place that they wanted the Torah. Rather, once they actually received the Torah, they actually received the Torah at Purim. When we have a really strange pasuk in the middle of in the middle of Megillah's Esther, towards the end, the Jewish people received. What did they receive? They're receiving the Torah. They're actually accepting the Torah for themselves. What was previously given to them at Sinai. Now, between me and you, we have like a thousand questions. Hashem forced us to get the Torah. It's literally the opposite of the story we hear as children. As children, what's the story that we hear? Hashem gave us a present, like all these songs that we sing when we're in primary school and in kindergarten, that Hashem had this Torah and Hashem went to one nation. They should like, do you want this Torah? And they should like, no, no, no. What is it saying? It says, don't kill. We love to kill. We don't want the Torah. And then Hashem went to another nation and said to them, do you want to steal? Um, it says, do not steal. They said, we like to steal. We don't want the Torah. And Hashem went to the Jewish people. They didn't even look in the Torah. And they said, Na we will do and then we will practice. We will listen. We will actually implement. So that's a story. That's in the Torah, this week's Parsha. And then we're thinking to ourselves, well, this is a completely opposite story. How is the Gemara coming to this conclusion that not that when it says under the mountain, it means that Hashem literally took the mountain and forced them, coerced them into this relationship with him. And what does this have to do with Purim? Purim, the Jewish people were in the darkest, worst times. Purim is coming up and they received the Torah, but 
Didn't the Jewish people, like, isn't that a healthy relationship? Shouldn't a healthy relationship be that two people want to be in this relationship together? Why is it taking thousands of years until the Jewish people are finally reciprocating what Hashem started at Sinai? So the Alter Rebbe, the Baal HaTanya, writes in the Torah R. Now the Torah R is a compilation of speeches, my mom, that the Rebbe said, that the Alter Rebbe said, Post Yotas Kislev, when he was released from prison, when he was told by the Magid and the Baal Shem Tov to spread Judaism. And this, the Tar'ar comprised of the Tar'ar Lakote Taira, which are the same things, just under different names because of publishing problems at the time. So Tar'ar is Sefer Bracious and Sefer Shmais, and Lakote Taira is my Marmon Vayikra Bamidbar Zavarim. So in the Tar'ar, the Altarab has a Maima a Purim Maimah, called Chayev Inish, which is basically a Maimah talking about the fact that on Purim, you have to get drunk until the point of Arahaman, Aramorachai Barahaman, until you mix up the protagonist and the antagonist, which is a whole deep Hasidic explanation. But within that Maimah, the Alter Rebbe addresses this discrepancy. And says, what is this? What is this concept that Hashem took the vat and put it over our head and basically said, if you do not keep the Torah, you are literally bury you alive. What is this strange idea? So antithetical to the way we look at Matan Torah. So what does it say? The Jewish people were, had the schot, had the merit of receiving the Torah after the hell that they went through in Egypt with the hard work and the labor and the genocide that the Egyptians placed upon them. And the Jewish people did start with Nasev and Ishma. The Jewish people had to start off this relationship from a place of humility. Now, Hasidus really explains to us what does it mean to be humble? I think so often we think of humility as shvilos. I'm nothing. I'm not worth anything. But Hasidus explains that bitl, humility, is actually the opposite. It says, Moshe haya anav mikola adam. He was the most humble. But how was Moshe the most humble? Because he recognized his strengths. If Moshe Rabbeinu did not recognize his strengths and did not realize I am incredible, then he could never be a leader. Really, what is Bittal? Bittal is recognizing how unbelievably awesome you are. And by recognizing how unbelievably awesome you are, you realize that I was put in this world for a purpose. And it's not about me. It's about aligning myself with God's mission, that I'm really the hands and feet of God, that I'm not entitled. It's not about me. It's about the mission and the mission has to get done. As soon as you think it's all about me, Why am I not having that enough? I deserve happiness. Judaism doesn't believe in rights. It believes in responsibility. I have a responsibility to make an impact. If who's going to do it, it's you. You are the hands and feet of God. And essentially, the whole concept of Nasa Vinishma with the Jewish people saying, I will do. I recognize that Hashem put me in this world for a purpose and I have a responsibility. And truth be told, we would be happier people if we stopped worrying about what we deserved and started looking around and seeing what needs to get done. How do I contribute? 
And through that, we will feel value within ourselves, but not thinking I'm a nothing, thinking I'm incredible and therefore the job has to get done. So that was the first step. Then the Alter Rebbe continues. I'm just going to skip a few lines. How did they get to this really deep level of humility? How did they get to this level? Through this idea of through this idea that Hashem took the mountain and put it over their heads. It's incredible. The Altreba says, no, no, no. You're not, you're not understanding what the Gemara is saying. This is the concept of Shira Sharon. The right hand embraces me. What was the mountain on top of your head? The mountain on top of your head was Hashem being obsessed with us, loving us, and saying, It's the opposite. Hashem is saying, I love you so much. I see you. I care about you. You are everything to me. I'm going to give you the biggest hug possibly we could possibly give you. Hashem was giving us, taking the mountain, putting up our head as a hug, as an embrace, as an expression of love. Hashem says, I love you. It's so beautiful. That it surrounds you from all sides, even even the sides of you that you don't love and the sides of you that are not so perfect. Hashem literally gave us a hug and embraced the Jewish people, every single aspect of us. And we always say that every single one of our neshamas, every one of our souls, anyone who, was, anyone who will convert, Anyone who is destined to be part of the Jewish people, anyone who will be born in this world, saw you out Sinai. We all saw each other there and Hashem gave us a hug and Hashem embraced every single aspect of ourselves. And it wasn't a love that was coming from, it wasn't a, you are forced to do this. Rather, I see you, I care about you, I love you. You are everything to me. That is what Hashem is telling us. And, it's, and it says, what is this love? So this beautiful idea in Hasidus, and it's so true, that often, sometimes you feel, I remember we were teenagers, like this girl all of a sudden had a crush on this boy. Why did she like him? Because we heard through the grapevine that he liked her. It's a very natural reaction. And one of the loves in that the Tanya talks about is Kamayim Panim Al Panim. That when, it's just like a mirror image. If you really like someone, the chances why you really like them is because they like you. Like you go to an event, you meet someone, you're sitting down next to this really nice person, you're just chatting, and like you feel that they like you and therefore you like them back. It's a very natural feeling with friendship, with relationships. There's this mutual love. This is what happened at Matzen Because we saw how much Hashem loved us, not just loved us, embraced every aspect of us, saw us, cared for us, was willing to give everything to us. Hashem is willing to reveal himself to us. Hashem puts himself in the Torah for us. And you're God on a personal level. The Jewish people felt that love and reciprocated that love. So what is this idea of Purim? Purim reflects us today in this world. When we look at Purim, what is Purim? Purim is a time where we dress up, where there was a facade. Hashem's name is not mentioned in the Torah. 
And Matan Torah was easy to love Hashem. You saw Hashem, Hashem loved you, you saw the love, and automatically you wanted to reciprocate. But on Purim, where it was dark, why Esther and Echei Aster Aster Panim, it was a place Hashem was literally hidden in that situation. The tar- Hashem's name is not mentioned on Purim. We wear masks to cover up Hashem's because Hashem was basically hidden, which is sort of what we experience nowadays. Hashem is not coming, g- giving us a huge, beautiful fire show with, with, um, with lightning and with thunder and with a shifar and saying, I love you, I'm there for you. And in that moment, what happened? All the thousand years later, the Jewish people finally received the Torah. Because this receiving came from a place of recognizing I am the one that's going to take initiative. When it's difficult, when it's hard, in the dark places, the Jewish people, when they were under the level of Maseris Nefesh, when Haman literally wanted to kill them, destroy the entire Jewish people, no matter what, the Jewish people aroused and awakened within themselves a love in the dark place. And at that point, they reciprocated. So often, we spoke about last week, the fact that sometimes when it's light and when it's beautiful, it's so easy to love. What is real commitment? The Jewish people only really committed when it was hard, when it was difficult. That's when they truly committed. It's easy to pick up your friend, go for lunch with your friends at 3 p.m. at Basil on a Sunday. But if your friend asks you to pick you up at the airport at 5 p.m., at 5 a.m. in the morning, that's true friendship. When the Jewish people committed in the dark place, that was true love. Now, that's the aspect of love. Now, what's the aspect of fear? It's interesting. The Pasuk says, a really strange pasuk, a pasuk that is essentially a paradox. Hashem says, Moshe says, the Jewish people are freaking out. They're saying, I can't do this. It's too hard. And what does Moshe say to the people? Don't fear. Don't fear. Because the reason why Hashem came to speak to you was to raise you up in order that you, don't, in order that you are not afraid. So I don't, in the same Pasuk, it says, Moshe says to the people, don't fear. And then at the end of Pasuk is, Hashem came to you in order to fear. And also that you will fear him. So should I not fear or should I fear? The Sfas Emes is something amazing. The Sfas Emes was the grandson of the first Gera Rebbe. And he says something beautiful. But Pasuk al-Tirao, yurata al-Penechem, l'charahotarti v'tasarti. At face value, it's a contradiction. That there has to be fear that you don't sin. Not God forbid that the Jewish people are scared of Hashem. What does that mean? There are two sorts of fears. The first fear is that I'm scared of my principle. The second fear is that I'm scared to be distant of you, Hashem. Because my fear is founded on love. I love you so much, Hashem. I'm scared to be distant from you. I don't want to ruin the relationship with you. Having a relationship with Hashem is not a whole noughts and crosses, ticks and crosses. Today was a bad day. Today is a good day. I'm going to get punished. A relationship with Hashem is a relationship. 
every relationship that we have in our lives is just a marshal, it's just a parable of the real relationship, which is with us and Hashem. That relationship is founded on love. And the fear aspect is a fear of being distant. May we always feel the deep love of Hashem and recognize that every time we are struggling, it's not from a fear of Hashem of getting in trouble, but it's a fear of being distant. Wishing you a good job,